Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. On today's show, we're going to be talking with Joshua Bloom about finding inspiration and strength for empaths through quantum transformation. He's produced and written the book and movie, The Ultimate Answer is Inside, and is the creator of Quantum Energy Transformation. He says his sole purpose is to empower empaths and intuitives to unlock and own their authentic power and to turn their potential into lasting paradigm shifts. Joshua, can you start by telling our listeners more about you and and how you came to work with quantum energy transformation? Oh, absolutely. I think it found me. (laughs) You know, it's one of those those things. I started out um, living my life. I remember when I was five years old, I felt like I was this light. It was amazing. And then I noticed as I got older that, that that light wasn't the same anymore as I was moving into teenage years. And I noticed a lot of fears coming up for myself during teenage years, um, living in my house. I didn't know that my house um, had some issues with it, like entities and stuff like that. So when things were in my closet, they were really in my closet. But of course, my parents and, and babysitters and whoever was there at night with me they didn't really know um, anything about uh, the things that I understand today, <laughs> being an empath, and that I can see those things that many people can't see. And so my parents weren't the seers. <laughs> and because of that, I, as I grew up, I started to, um, you know, hear voices in my, in my um, like people calling me in my house. And it was really a very difficult uh, time because I would have like tasks to do for my dad, like go and take out the garbage. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that. Like I do that in the dark. (laughs) It's not really good for me. But anyway, I pushed through it. And it wasn't until I was about uh, late 20s, early 30s, that I started to have anxiety issues. And they showed up all of a sudden, just, I think, um, just after time of, going through life and the traumas that I've experienced, as well as the sensitivities that I had, you know, things that I might have interpreted as traumas that may not necessarily have been traumatic to somebody else, but maybe to me they were. And so what ended up happening was I started to get these really big anxiety attacks and I didn't know how to deal with that. That was a rough time. And about for 10 years, I was figuring out how to get my life back because I felt like I had lost it. I, I was at the top of my game. I was um, a speaker that everybody wanted to um, have uh, speak for them. I was getting paid top dollar to speak. I was doing really, really well. I was featured on the front page of the Washington Post and I just thought I had landed. And as soon as that happened, the universe said, you'd have to deal with this anxiety stuff. (laughs) So for 10 years after that, I worked very hard at understanding what I can do to shift this issue. I just wanted to fix this. And, you know, as I, as I grew and as I understood that fixing it wasn't really the method that I needed. And what was really powerful to understand is that by the time I got to this end of this 10 years where nothing really seemed to work for me, I realized that all of this work that I had done, I learned so much from many, I learned 20 different healing modalities, many of which I was actually a practitioner in, and still nothing was changing what 
was going on for me. And so I started to help other people during this time. I worked at a hypnosis center and I started to help others, you know, get the focus off of me because I was really in victim mode, um, fight or flight all the time, very difficult for me. And what ended up happening was I started to see changes in my clients really rapidly, like surprisingly rapidly. Like one lady would come in with fibromyalgia and in four minutes, she wouldn't have it anymore. And that really, that really like wowed me and was like, really? Like, is this really happening? Um, I would have experiences where somebody would have migraine headaches and I would take them through an experience and they would just not have migraine headaches anymore. And it was very surprising to me that this was happening, even though I understood the quantumness of all this, right? I understood that I wasn't doing hypnosis. I was engaging uh, a quantum field. And in the quantum field, I was um, manipulating energy. I was helping my clients really do that for themselves and to move energy at the cellular structure of the body where there are packets of energy that are stored, where they're holding these things that are causing the problem, whatever their problem is. And I got really skilled at helping them move it. The funny thing was I wasn't so skilled at helping myself move it. <laughs> I was really great at helping others. And so the, the bottom line was, as I, got, as I started to see miracles happen before my eyes, I started to believe that I could do that for myself. And when that happened, I asked myself, if I were my client, what would I do? And when I asked myself that question and I did the things I would do with my clients, I then started to get the same results as my clients were very rapid changes, um, miracles right before my own eyes, feeling like, I can't believe this just happened. I was anxious and now it's just gone. Um, these kinds of things that happened to me and my life changed for the better. And I moved forward in my life, helping people, helping them transform and helping myself uh, transform as well. And it's been an amazing journey. Uh, this, is what, this is what I meant when I said, it kind of found me. I wouldn't have started to help people like I did necessarily you know, I want to be a singer. I actually was a singer for quite a long time. And um, I decided that this is really my calling. And so, you know, you don't grow up, you know, as a kid and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, help people through energy. Like that's a thing, right? <laughs> so it, it kind of found me. And then years later, I realized I was an empath. I didn't know I was an empath for so long. And then I started to realize, wow, I am really sensitive. Yes, I can sense that person's energy from across the street and I'm over here. Um, you know, these kinds of things were showing up for me. And of course, with my clients, I just thought it was normal that I would be able to know where in their body they were feeling things and where things were moving, whether it released or not, and all this stuff. I thought that was normal. But what I thought was really amazing was that a lot of my students who were not empaths said that only I could do it. And yet I taught them how. And they were able to do it too, even though they weren't necessarily empathic. And so they were able to sense the energy, see where it was in somebody else's body on their own and be able to move the energy. So it was, it was a, an amazing thing to realize that anybody could um, have this, these skills, even if they weren't born with, quote, the gift, right? <laughs> so everybody can really engage the work that I do, quantum energy transformation. And the one thing that I 
pride myself on big time is that it's easy. And the reason is, is because I was so tired by the time I um, actually made these transformations. I was exhausted from trying so many healing modalities, um, learning all these skills, and still nothing was working. I learned that when you're tired, if it's not easy, you won't even do it. You won't even be able to do it. You won't have the energy or the ability to be able to um, move into that. And, and likewise, with people who have um, issues with um, their, their energy, they might be tired all the time. Um, they might have a fibromyalgia and, and just don't have the energy to do things. What, what's so powerful is that even if you don't have the energy, these things are so simple that anybody can do them and, and it works. Wow. That's very impactful. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been an impactful journey to say the least. Well, what I love, love, love about this is you've tapped into, I'm, I'm really big on, we're all tapping into the collective and that's how I kind of feel the quantum field. We all have access to this. And I, I am absolutely fascinated with the mind body connection and how our body, exactly what you just described, Joshua, will hold these pockets of energy or, and some people will find ways to release that through massage or, or cranial sacral or uh, Reiki or all these different ways. But I feel like you're, you're saying you pinpoint what is holding people from fully embracing their mental, physical, and spiritual health and your system. And what, what I'm really curious about, I have to admit is, that you say it's really easy, it's really fast. And on your site, you go through that a lot. A lot of your shows bring that up. Could you share a little bit about why it's so fast and why it is so effective? Yes. And I will give you my secret. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The secret is this. It's not a technique. That changes the game here. Most everything out there is a technique, whether that's hypnosis or whether that's Reiki or whether anything, you know, all of it's a technique. You're going to do something. You're going to go step by step. You're going to do these things. You're going to follow the protocols, so to speak. And protocols don't work for everybody. Protocols have a percentage where they'll work, a percentage where they won't do anything for someone in the, somewhere in the middle, right? So this is not a technique. The way that I work with people, whether it's in a program or whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, we are not working with a, a, a protocol in which we need to fit into the person. We are working with a person in which we are establishing what they need and then providing them what they need and then they change. So the thing is, is that I've helped many, many, many women. I don't even know the number. <laughs> it's been a, long, been a long time. I've been working with people who have fibromyalgia and, and chronic fatigue and all that. I've, I've helped women shift those issues really, really fast and easy, but I have done it differently almost every time. So um, one, one woman I worked with, I did it in a hypnosis type fashion. It wasn't hypnosis, but it was that kind of um, fashion. She was in a kind of a trance and um, was able to eliminate fibromyalgia that way. There was uh, the other, the, the first lady I worked with with fibromyalgia where I was really shocked that, 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 this, that, that happened at all. Um, was I just asked her a question. Just an intuitive question came to my mind. I asked her the question. The question actually was, um, when you realized for yourself that you had fibromyalgia, not when someone told you you had it, when you felt something was wrong inside, what was happening in your life at the time? And she immediately knew what that was. She sat down, she started to um, have, you know, the energy started to come up. And so that I 
work with her to process that energy. It only took four minutes. And then she no longer had fibromyalgia. And when she said that, because the way that she said it was kind of funny, she said, it left my body. And I'm sitting there saying, well, what left your body, you know? And she said, fibromyalgia left my body. And I'm like, I really thought one of us was nuts, you know? I mean, who's, who's the nuts one here? Is it me or her? I'm not really not sure who it is, but it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like this is normal. And, and it, maybe it should be, but in our, in our society, no, it's not. I mean, we are in protection. Most of us are in protection in, in some sort of fight or flight was what that means. And then we either stay the same or get worse, right? If we look at people in hospitals, we see that same pattern happening. So when we see the opposite, it's like really, it's like, whoa, it's a surprise. So for me, now that I've been doing this well over 20 years, um, it's not a surprise to me, although it really is kind of fun when it happens all the time, you know? <laughs> that is very cool. Thank you. Yeah. So I think the important thing about it not being a technique is like a really, it's, it's, it separates this from everything else that's out there because um, even, even when people take a program, for example, and I take them through a process, my, my rule is that there are no rules. And that means that if, if I tell them to breathe one way and their intuition says they should do something else, then they should do that something else. It's not about me. It's not about what I suggest to do. I give them a baseline. And then it's, it's their exploration to see what shows up for them. And so if I'm working with a client, then my intuition and their intuition work together. And if they're working like with an audio of mine or, or working on their own, then it's then they can use their intuition and tap into it. And I teach people how to tap into it real easy. It's, this is not rocket science here. It's, it's, although it's quantum physics, <laughs> but it's really easy. And what makes it easy is that it's not a technique. We're not doing a step-by-step, -step, first you do this, first, second you do that, third you do this. We are literally engaging the energy stored at the cellular structure of the body, and we're inviting it to move, which is not a difficult thing to do. The thing is, is that we've been programmed to hold on to that energy and not let it go. So we have to kind of unlearn the holding part because, you know, it takes a lot of energy to hold what we're holding on to. And we think that if we let it go, that might even be scary that lots of people feel that way. And it's really not, it's actually relieving. It's, it's sort of the opposite of what people think. And it's so, it's so emp empowering when you have your first release, because when it leaves and you feel like, wow, why didn't I do this? Like, you know, 20 years ago, um, you know, it just, it, it takes, it takes you to another level of possibility. Can you tell listeners how you walk them through to clear and break up trauma that's stored in the body? Absolutely. You know, trauma, when it's stored in the body, is stored as fear. And all the things that we thought about the trauma, the story that we continue to tell, whether it's the same or if it's changed, you know, <laughs> sometimes the stories change. And all the things that we associate with that, with that story and with, with the traumas that happened itself, and sometimes we link traumas together even, become, become their own sort of a living being within ourselves. And they, they grow because when we don't handle something, when we don't actually let these energies go that are not serving us, 
the universe says, well, you need to take care of this. So it knocks a little louder, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it knocks a little louder when you're not paying attention. It knocks a little louder and knocks a little louder. So it continues to get big until we, until we actually deal with it. So what's powerful with dealing with trauma is that when you get the intellect out the way, so the intellect likes to play, the intellect likes to be a part of, and the intellect likes to be in control. So the intellect is very interested in seeing what you're going to change, why you're going to change it. And actually in my book, we talk about how this, how the intellect wants to be in control. And we call that watching. So in other words, the intellect is watching what you're doing. And we know that when we're watching something in the quantum field, we get a very different outcome than when we're not looking at it. According to the double slit test, if you know the double slit test, it, it, it talks, they talk about that in the science. I mean, they had, what the bleep do we know? Um, the double slit test basically says if you're watching a situation, then you're going to get a different outcome than if you're not watching the situation. So if there's a video camera or something that's going to monitor it, that'll be one, one, um, one experience and you get a different experience if you're not watching. So the power of, of knowing that is when you're not watching, which is what I teach people to do in quantum energy transformation, we actually get into our bodies and we ground deeply. So this gets us out of our head. See, most of our attention is in the head or in the upper chest or in our throat. Now, what's interesting about this is that we've all learned to put our attention in these sensitive areas, our chest where our heart is, our throat especially, and our head are not places that enjoy pressure. However, wherever you put your attention in your body actually puts pressure. So if you put your attention in your head, you're putting pressure to your head. If you put your attention in your throat, you put pressure on your throat. It doesn't feel so good when you put your attention there. If you just try it, just put your attention right on your throat there. And you'll notice that, that it gets very... Uh, uh, very noticeable, very sensitive, we're very, we're very sensitive in that area. So when we put our attention directly on our throat, it might feel uncomfortable. Even our chest, you might put your attention on your chest and say, wow, yeah, that's a little uncomfortable. So by shifting where you put your attention, when we put our attention lower in the body, at the base of the spine, or even lower than that, we are now grounding the body. And the next level of grounding is being in the body. Our higher self loves to support us. But when our energy frequency plummets, our higher self likes to leave. <laughs> okay. Our higher self says, you know, it was, it's nice to be here when you're in this really great frequency, but when you're not, I'm just going to try to fly up. So your higher self leaves the body and, and goes above your head. And now we feel disconnected. And then we're wondering why we have depression, why we have anxiety, why we have uh, feelings that... Are, are, are that of being uh, abandoned or being alone. And we don't know why we're feeling this because we don't realize that our higher self just you know, went on vacation for a while. And so when we're working with trauma, especially we wanna get, we wanna be in the body. We literally wanna bring that higher self back into the body, all the way down the body into the feet. And by getting the higher self into the body and, and grounding that higher self in the body deeply, it's now connected to the cells of the body, which is where we get to the cellular structure of the body through quantum, being in the quantum field. And so when we are really, really grounded deeply and our attention is low in the body, 
we have a different perspective on things. It's a very different perspective than being in our head. Our ego kind of takes a back seat. And our thinking mind says, oh, I'm going to be submissive instead of in charge. I, I relate this to the dog whisperer. I don't know if you know the dog whisperer and how he, he worked with dogs. Yes. The, yeah, right? Whenever the dog is leading, whenever they're in front of the person that they're, lead, that they're leading, the energy of that dog changes and that dog becomes very dominant, sort of like our ego becomes very dominant when it thinks it has to be in charge. So the dog is really, really like, you know, you'll see another dog and growl and try to protect the owner, right, of the dog. And they'll do things that you're like, well, no, 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 you're not supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be behaving, right? And the dog, and the dog is like, you know, the dog understands this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's being in charge. But when you simply change the energy of yourself and switch the position of the dog, now the dog is behind you and not in front of you. The dog then immediately says, oh, okay, I'm not alpha dog. That's fine. I'll just have a happy life and I'll just follow you and follow your lead. And so um, through the shifting of the energy and the position of the dog, we get a very different uh, behaving dog. Very, I mean, that's, that's the basic understanding of the dog whisper. But our intellect is no different, really. And our ego is no different. Our ego is willing to take the back seat if it knows that it's supposed to take the back seat and not be in charge. So what does that is shifting our energy and bringing our attention lower in our body, either, like I said, at the base of the spine or lower. And when that happens, your ego and the watching all stops. Now it's all a different experience. You know, we try to multitask in our life. People try to do, you know, 10 things at once. And we find that we fail at that really, really a lot. However, when you're in your body, and you can see things from that perspective, multitasking is actually very easy. You can do multiple things at the same time when you're in your body, and we do. And we move massive amounts of energy that, that are stored from when we were ch children and when we were scared of things. And when things happen, we, we, we release them. And now we're not carrying around all that baggage. And not only is it relieving, but we get to see more of who we are and get to live that life we've always wanted to. It's just so beautiful. Wow. Really beautifully explained. Thank you. So a lot of people right now are, it's, it's almost like they're standing on a precipice and they, they're feeling, I know there's something more I came here to do. I know that I, they're, they're being almost nudged by spirit to step more fully into what they feel aligns more with their inner knowing and, and self but they're stuck and they're saying, I just don't know where to go from here. And, you know, working as an intuitive, we can help people find that we can pull things out and, you know, kind of light the way a little bit. But I know that that's something that you're very passionate about is that everyone has the potential and the power to change their present reality. And you bring that, that's a, a beautiful, consistent theme through all of your work. So if someone is feeling really stuck and they're trying to figure out, I know, I'm not even sure what I want anymore. What would be something that could help them get back on the path? Well, what we, what we talked about just now is really a basic, uh, powerful understanding, which is if we are disconnected, we get symptoms of that. 
if we are in our head all the time or you know for some people who are experiencing illness they're 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 really like totally out of the body their attention isn't even in the body anymore it's out of the body some people say it's in front of them some people say it's above them some people say it's in different places when they're ill and so because of that we want to get back home we want to get back home where it feels safe but what's interesting about it is that through our conditioning we've been taught that being in the body is actually unsafe and being in our head is safe so we can calculate things it's not the truth but that's what we've that's what we've learned through our conditioning you know my father used to say think before you act you know mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd, oh get out of your body joshua and think instead you know that's that's what we're supposed to do um, I didn't know that was backwards until, <laughs> until I was much older, but interesting how we get taught to do these things unconsciously and don't even know that we're taught to leave the body. We're taught to, to um, not trust the body. And actually, by trusting the body, that's how you get your life back. So to answer your question, becoming connected again, sort of like, you know, the matrix, you know, want to plug back in and be present and be open and be you know, in our beingness, getting into that place of beingness can undo a lot of things really quickly. Just the, just the beingness part. Forget about the having to move the energy and do all that other stuff. Just getting back into your body can alter your entire perception, can take you on a journey where you're back in charge of your life again, just by doing that. Now, if you add the quantum energy transformation aspect to it and you engage the energy, now that's that's like life altering so getting getting back to ourselves coming back home and this getting getting away from the disconnect so if someone's feeling depression anxiety pain um all sorts of issues um uh fears all this stuff whether it's emotional or physical we are disconnected getting getting back to being connected. Now, just meditation isn't going to do it. Hypnosis is not going to do it. You've got to literally get back into the body. And once you're back into the body, the next thing that I think would be very easy for people to do is to shift from being at the effect of the things in their life to being at cause in their life. We tend to look at ourselves when we have anxiety or some kind of a problem. And we look at that and we start to look at, oh, I'm not good enough. How, you know, how can this be me? I can't believe I'm in this place. I'm, you know, all these things that people say, and they are, they are just feeling stuck. Like you said, you know, people are feeling stuck because of their perception and the position they put themselves in through time and trauma and all sorts of things that have happened in our lives. So becoming in charge and at cause is a very powerful thing to do. And just by getting, changing that perspective, it changes how we view everything. See, perception is, is, that, is a miracle. Every, when, you, when you see it differently, it, everything changes because the perspective you look at. You know, if you look at a building and you only see one side of it, you don't know what's happening on the other side. But when you see that side, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's what it looks like, or, oh, that's how that works, or whatever. The same thing with our bodies. When we change the perspective of how we, how we connect, how we are inside of our bodies, and we are moving forward with confidence and feeling like we could be unstoppable, like if that's even a possibility for somebody, 
things change just by looking at the possibilities. And this is an important thing for empaths. Empaths do not work well living in reality. We do not work well living in reality. We work <laughs> much That's better. an understatement. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. It's so true, though. Oh, um, it is. We work so much better living from the possibilities. So when I was in my, in my really, 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 really bad place where I wasn't really functional, you know, there was a moment or two where I said, wow, it would be, it would be great if, 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 if I was looking at the po new possibilities, you know, wow, wouldn't it be great if I was amazing instead of just feeling like awful all the time, you know? And so just looking at those possibilities opens up, opens up a tremendous um, amount of energy that we can use to move forward. Just, just thinking from the possibilities makes a big difference. And that's, that's a really big key for impasse because a lot of times we look at reality and reality may not be great. You know, we might be anxious, depressed, feeling bad that day, picking up other people's energies and saying, I don't know how to deal with this. Thinking, processing energy for other people and not even realizing that we're doing that or if we do realize that we're processing other people's energy, then we're feeling victimized of that. And because of all that, if we, if we stay into that reality, then we get more of that. And it just get more and more and more of that reality that we're, that we're not really happy with. But just by looking at the possibilities and saying, wow, I wonder if it would be possible to, you know, just be happy right now. Or I wonder if it would be possible if I could just put a smile on my face. Just, you know, asking that, you know, what if? We, we tend to ask these what if questions. What if... What if this happens and I'm going, to, I'm going to be hurt? Or what if this happens and I'm going to be scared? Or what if this happens? We tend to do it the, the wrong way, right? But we could also play the what if game in a more powerful way. What if I just all of a sudden felt amazing? What if all of a sudden my anxiety just vanished? Just by saying those things, you can feel the energy difference, right? Yeah, that's very, very true. Sometimes, though, I think that even just saying what if is great, but sometimes, and this might be an empath thing, but just playing the Scarlett O'Hara card, you know, like, for example, my daughter's car broke down this week and I called my mechanic and he said, oh, that's the transmission. And I was like, oh, thank you, Mercury freaking retrograde. So I bring it into the transmission guy and for a day I'm like, oh, do I have to get a new car for her? What is this? Is it worth it to fix the trans? You know, all those things. And then I thought, you know what? I've got too much going on. I'm just not going to think about this at all today. And I didn't think about it. And the guy called me the next day and he was like, oh, it was a really simple fix. You can come pick it up on Friday. Mm -hmm. And so is that distraction like you were saying that empaths do, like not living in, or is that part of this quantum not focusing on it? Well, you know, from what you described there, you did more than not focus on it. You actually held a different possibility, but you probably did it unconsciously. And when we hold a different, we hold a different possibility, it, things just sort of change on their own. You don't have to actually do anything. They just automatically change when we consider something new. But when we're focusing on the negative, it, we just get more of the negative. When we stop focusing on the negative and focus on the positive or even something neutral, it changes the game that way as well. So yeah, very powerful what happened to you. I think that's great. Yeah, it was it was one piece of good news that was very, very welcome. 
So I think one of the things empaths have to do so often is to stay observant about their surroundings and the people they're with. Because so often, I think some of these physical and emotional issues we have are what we're picking up subconsciously from being around other people. Do you have any suggestions for empaths who need to learn how to discern what is mine and what is not mine to carry? Oh, I love that question. And one of the tools that we have, and I've talked about it already, which is being in the body, changes your perspective on things. So for example, when you're in your head, you're in fast energy and likely to get into anxiety because anxiety requires fast energy, if that makes sense. So if you're in your head, you're in fast energy, you're like on the tip of anxiety. But if you're in your body, you know, grounded in your body, you're no longer in that place. And instead, you're in a place of more of a place of beingness. Now, from the place of beingness, if you go into that beingness, there is a there is a really powerful experience here that allows you to see things quite differently from a perspective of where you're now no longer sleeping and unaware, you're awakened. So similar to what I was saying before, where you can actually multitask in this place, you also can see things differently from being in your body. So you can, you, you're, in, a, in a sense, you're off of autopilot when you're in your body. You're off of that automatic where we just do our life. We, are, we now see the patterns that show up for us, the anxieties that we see, but we don't necessarily have to react to them. We can see them when we're in that perspective. So the power of being in that perspective is that you're, you see things from a whole different point of view, which allows you to change in the moment at the cellular level of the body, those things that are no longer serving you. But if you're in your head, you miss them. Now, when we talk about picking up other people's energies and energy vampires and people who are very, um, you know, I'm also very sensitive and there are lots of people around, you know, I used to have to, you know, like leave because I couldn't deal with that or manage who I was with. I don't have to do that anymore because as long as I stay centered in my body, um, anything that comes up, I can instantly release it right then and there. And then I'm not taking on their stuff anymore. So one of the things that empaths must do, and it's a really a survival thing, is release. See, whether it's yours or not, it doesn't matter. It becomes yours anyway. <laughs> okay. That's, that's kind of the problem. So if, if, if I feel something across the street and it's negative and I feel it in my body, once I feel it, if I don't like that feeling, then I suppress it. And now it's mine. You see what I mean? It was, all, it was first somebody else's. And, and now, congratulations, I win this lovely energy, right? Here's your prize. Here's your prize, exactly. So now an empath, what's happening is the empath has their own stuff and other people's energies that they're dealing with, as well as ancestral energies, energies from their parents, um, all sorts of energies going on, energies from the, uh, the, from the spirit world. All sorts of energies are coming in from simultaneously to an empath. And it's really overwhelming. Let's, to say the least, it's really overwhelming. To 
So a lot of people say, oh, I need to put my shields up or I need to deflect it. Yeah, the problem with deflecting it is that we go into fight or flight. You see, if we are on guard, you know, we're, we're, we're on guard, we put our shields up and we go into that position, we actually think that we're deflecting it, but really we're suppressing it. And because of that, now we're holding on to it instead of letting it go, which is what we should be doing. Because when you let it go, it's no longer here to bother you and no longer here to um, make you exhausted. It's no longer here to, to trigger you and cause you angst. So releasing is like one of the number one things that you can do for yourself as an empath, because as you start releasing and create momentum, you now we're releasing not only what's in the moment, but what happened, you know, last year and, and the year before and the year before and, and so on and so forth. And then you're becoming more and more clear in yourself, more and more confident, more and more powerful, just simply by letting go of the things that are holding you back. There was a client, actually, there's a friend of mine who became a client because she was having a lot of, a lot of trouble. Uh, she was having trouble sleeping. She was having trouble um, she, she would have to like run to her parents and just have them help her um, deal with things. She just wasn't dealing with things well. She was a teacher. And so she was uh, having a lot of difficulty with even doing her job. And um, I said to her, the reason that you're having this trouble is because you're an empath. She didn't know. And she said, really? I said, yeah. You're an empath and you're and you're picking up other people's energy and this is why you're you know short circuiting and this is why you only have a certain amount and then you kind of you know freak out <laughs> you know and she said oh my god i never really knew that i was an empath and i said yes but here's the thing i can show you how to how to shift this in like six weeks and so we worked together for six weeks and i taught her how to release how to move the energies that come in. See, if we think about it this way, this is a really important thing. Microwave ovens, when you're standing in front of them, have a lot of negative energy. They have this um, kind of like cell phone energy is very similar to that kind of energy, like radiation. If you're standing in front of it and you're relaxed, the energy goes through you and nothing happens bad. Nothing, there's, it can't even harm you. But that's not how we live our lives typically. We typically live our lives where we are more uh, tight in our body and we're more anxious and we're suppressing. And when you're standing in front of a microwave, then that's not good because <laughs> that and then the microwave energy gets stuck in your body um, instead. The same thing happens with other people's energies, whether it's microwave energy, cell phone energy, fluorescent light energy, or people. We're, if we're picking that up, you want to basically let it continue to flow in the river, so to speak, right? So as, as you're as you're with that person who's an energy vampire, for example, they can't take your energy if you're in your body, first of all. They can only take your energy if you're in your head. So the first thing I teach my students is, listen, they can't take your energy if you're in your body. Stay in your body and you're good. And when, you, and when you're in your body, by the way, by putting your attention at the base of your spine, your aura opens and self heals itself automatically just by putting your attention at the base of your spine. When that happens, your aura protects you. But if you're in your head and you're in stress, your aura gets holes in it and, and um, tears and all sorts of problems happen to your aura. And then when you're around an energy vampire, they have an easy in 
because your aura is no longer protecting you. So what we do is we get into our body, into our strength, um, not on guard strength, but on str strength in our beingness. And from that place, energy vampires can't take anything from us. And if we pick something up, simply and easily, we can release it in the moment, let it flow out of us, and it's just gone. And we don't have to carry around all the stuff that we carry around about other people that we engage in, or even people that we're connected to. You know, empaths don't only connect, only don't only get into trouble um, energetically with people that they're physically in front of. We grow cords to people that we love, like mom and dad, and people that we know, and friends that have issues, and all this stuff. And we're like absorbing all that without even being near them. You know, within the quantum field, you don't have to be in the same uh, country even and, and absorb someone else's energy, which is kind of, you know, uh, an interesting way to look at this. So releasing is like the number one first aid, so to speak, for an empath. So that as long as you're releasing and you're moving the energy, you, you, you're not holding on to it. You're not suppressing. So either you're suppressing or you're releasing. There's no in between. So as you are, as you're releasing all the time, you're just relieving yourself of, you know, of, of this tightness of this energy from other people. And it becomes really easy to uh, be in, be with people and not have a problem. I used to have this issue really, really badly about 20 some odd years ago. And I would be taking people through a quantum energy, a quantum transformation experience. And towards the end of the experience, it would get so difficult for me to stay in the room. I literally had to leave. I could not stay in the room because it was too much for me to deal with. That when they're releasing and their energy that was coming out was like, whoa, this is just way too much for me. So I, I learned to um, I learned to talk with the, with with these people and say, listen, I'm going to leave for a moment. When I come back, it'll all be relieved because I knew when that moment was. And then I would leave, and then I would go to the bathroom and and try to shake this off, <laughs> you know, because I had all this negative energy um, within me. And then I came back and every time they had released it, it was like, wow, that's wonderful. They did so great. And that was, that was life changing. Now today that doesn't happen. So today I stay in the room, you know, I, I don't have that issue with picking up people's energy because I'm releasing while they're releasing. I'm not holding on to it anymore. So everybody can do that. And as an empath, it's a skill we all we all need to have. Yeah, we definitely do. So when you say focus on the base of the spine, are you saying like focus on your root chakra or just actually focus on the base of your spine? Well, the root chakra is at the tailbone at the base of your spine. Right. So when you put your attention at the base of your spine at the tailbone, and you can do it, you can do it now. Just put your attention at the tailbone all the way down. And allow your, if, if you have any thoughts, bring them down to, <laughs> right down to the tailbone. And just feel how that centers the body. And feel how the throat, the head, the chest feel less pressure when you put your attention at the base of your spine. Yeah, it's a feeling of release. Just by doing that. So, so you see, I told you this was easy, right? So now take your attention and go down your legs with it, just sort of like, Allow your attention to drift down your legs and into your feet and go right to the bottoms of your feet with your attention now. Mm, feel how good that feels to be going down and go a little bit further to the chakra underneath that called the earth star chakra. 
and just put your awareness there, just in that deeper place and taking a deep breath and let it out with noise. Breathe into the nose and breathe out through your mouth with noise and do that again. Let's do one more. Keep your attention under your feet. And now what do you notice? A big release and a feeling of serenity. Yeah. And look, we didn't even do anything. <laughs> so, you know, the simple things work. I mean, I've got a, and I've got a million of them, a million ways to engage the body like this so that, you know, when somebody is in, you know, deep anxiety or has trauma that they don't feel that they are, they feel safe to release or uh, people have a physical illness. We can actually do simple things like this that move the energy and create um, a quantum shift in, in minutes. Now, I do have to say, this is very important to say, everybody's different and everybody moves energy at different rates. And sometimes you don't need to move one thing before something else that they might want to move moves. You know, so it's important to recognize that everybody, everybody's individual situation is different. Yes, it's quick and, it, and it's very fast, but it's also important to understand that um, somebody might need a little bit more time on, some, on one thing because of, of how the body needs to release it. So we think sometimes we could release something straight away. And sometimes that's just not the way. It needs to release in a different way and the, intent, the body is intelligent. The body knows how to release it. And the body knows exactly what to do to get there. So we follow the body's lead and how the body wants to release it rather than the protocol. Like we said, it's not a technique, right? Rather than the protocol that says you must do it this way. No, we must do it the way the body says to do it. The body is the intelligent piece here. We are just assisting the body to do what it does and um, transform, transmute, and heal us very quickly and easily without a humongous amount of effort. Do you find with some of your clients that they tend to hold on to this pain because it almost becomes a part of their identity? Everybody. <laughs> yes. Everybody holds on, including me. Everybody does. It's, you know, like I said before, people feel like it's scary to release some things. Other times, they hold on to it, but like you said, because it's they feel it's their identity. So what we do in quantum energy transformation is we move energy and shift it at the cellular level of the body so you can become a person who no longer requires that problem. So interesting to say it that way, right? So when you when you think about it, um, with your body, of course, <laughs> when you think about it with your body, you you become a you you don't if you try to fight that energy of, of, well, I shouldn't be holding on to it. And how come I can't let go of it and get into all that? You're just going to lose that game. So instead, what we do is we become a person who no longer requires holding on to that, that because we think that's our identity. We actually form a new identity that aligns with our purpose and who we really are so that we don't have to fight it. It just wants to leave and, and go. And it supports us. It says, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with this new identity thing. I'm out, <laughs> you know, and the, and the problem leaves. And then you feel like, oh, great. I, I don't have that problem anymore. I'm a person who no longer requires that problem. That's awesome. I love it. Thanks for explaining it that way. Mm. 
I'm so excited to read your book, The Ultimate Answer is Inside. Could you share a little bit with our listeners, please, about your upcoming book? Absolutely. You know, I, I first made a movie called The Ultimate Answer is Inside, and it was it starred uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton and Bernie Siegel and James Oshman and Donna Eden and, and, and so many great people. Um, and I did that in 2010 or 11. And, and, the, and the movie was, was fabulous. I really enjoyed um, doing the movie. It took me five years to make the movie. So I was working on that five years prior to that. And then um, recently I said, you know, wouldn't it be great to have this in a book form? Because a lot of people would enjoy reading a, a story and an experience like this. So I decided to write, write the book, The Ultimate Answers Inside. So I took the movie and I transcribed it. But then I took it a step further and I started to look at the quantum concepts like the double slit test, like the, um, like the idea that you could be in more than one place at a time and the possibility of you being in more than one place at a time is possible. And, and through that experience, you can be in a different quantum experience um, in, your, in your body. And so I took all of these concepts that, that were really uh, powerful from the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know, where they talk about all of these um, quantum things, like what one thing can be in two places at the same time, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. And I put these things in my book, but I went a step further and I explained how they work in a quantum field in a practical way. So for example, you can you can use these understandings so that you can, you can basically I'll give you an exercise to do with them so that you can actually just jump into the quantum field with me and engage these exercises. Whereas, you know, in the movie, What the Bleep Did We Know, they told us about these really great, I'm sorry, really great um, concepts. But the problems with that was that they didn't say, well, how can I now use this information to, to do some great, healing or transformation or make my life better. So I've, I've done that for you in this book. Oh, so excited. Thank you. And before we wrap up, you also have on your website that you work with removing entity attachments. Can you tell us what that entails? Absolutely. You know, many, many years ago, I, I made my first audio program and I talked about psychic attack and entities. And I said, I've never gotten entities and I've never had psychic attack and you won't either because, um, because if you just, you know, stay positive or whatever. And I was so wrong. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I was so wrong. And it was funny that I was wrong. Um, and I started to notice that entities um, were a problem when, when a friend of mine said, uh, Joshua, you have entities. And I said, no, that's, that's, this is crazy. This is crazy talk. What are you saying? I have entities. She said, yeah, you have, you have entities and I can rid them from you. And I'm thinking, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, this doesn't sound, this, this sounds unreal to me. But I said, she was my friend and I trusted her. And I said, okay. And she released the entities from me. When that happened, I totally felt a difference of quality in my life. I noticed that whatever remaining anxiety I had, that seemed to have corrected itself. 
And I was totally surprised that that worked. And then I started to notice clients um, were having NED issues. And I started to help them because I learned how to release the entity um, for myself. And then I started to help my clients release entities for them. And that was a powerful turning point. And I guess the turning point was um, a telesummit um, host contacted me and said, I really need a program on releasing entities. You know how to do this. And it was interesting because I didn't advertise that I did this. This is this normally came up when somebody would say to me, you know, at like the third or fourth session when they feel really comfortable, Josh, I have something to tell you. I've got ghosts or, you know, Josh, <laughs> there's something going on in my house and things are opening all by themselves. You know, they don't tell me that in the first session. It's like they wait a little bit and they, they kind of secretly tell me. So when I was asked to do this, I said, well, do I want to be known as like the entity guy, you know? <laughs> and I wasn't sure, but, I, but, I, but I, I got into my body, of course, that was the first thing I did. And I connected with myself and I said, many people are having this issue and don't even know that they have entities. So they think that they're just anxious and they're not anxious at all, it's just entities. And it's not even them that's causing it, especially as an empath, because empaths have beautiful light and it could be seen in the spirit world. And that's how entities know that you're there and they know that you can see them, they like that. So they attach to you. And then now you have entities, you may not know it, but you just don't feel good. Or you feel drained, or you feel like you're doing things you wouldn't normally do, or you're hearing things that someone's telling you that isn't what you'd normally say, this kind of stuff happens. And I, I learned how to help people with, with this. And I felt it was important to make a stand. And I made a program for helping people with entities and teaching them how to release them. And I did, I did I, it was a big success. It, it was one of the top selling programs that this Telesummit leader had, and it was amazing. But my, my feeling was how lucky and grateful I am to be, have been able to help people with something that they can't see. You know, you can't, if you can't see it, how can you deal with it? If you don't know it's there, how do you know to even look there? So I decided. Are there to, signs that people could look for? Oh my God, yes. Although the signs, you know, the body only has a certain number of reactions, so the signs can seem like they're normal to some to normal things that might happen in life. So somebody who might be overly anxious, especially when they get anxious without a reason, like for example, they go and they do something, and the something they're doing is not like a scary thing, and all of a sudden, whoop. They're just anxious all of a sudden. They can't seem to, to shake it, all of that. That's a definite um, sign that it's not you and it's entities because you're not going to prolong an anxiety attack to that, ex to that ex extreme. Uh, so it's not you. So if you, if you have a really prolonged anxiety attack and you can't seem to shake it, that's, it's not you, it's, it's an entity or multiple entities. Um, you can... When you, when you feel unsafe and you feel fearful all of a sudden, that's a really big sign. Another sign of, of, of being, a, being um, I call it attacked by entities because it, it feels that way. They're really not attacking, they're just attaching. But, but honestly, you know, from, a, from an empathic point of view, it doesn't feel like they're just attaching. It feels like they're draining me. They're, 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 they're really a, a strong, a strong um, energy that's causing me, you know, harm. And so when you are feeling off kilter, 
that's another thing. When you're overloaded, sometimes that's a sign of, of, of NADs. Um, the more that you know yourself, the more it's easier to tell whether or not this is you or this is not you. And especially if you're in your body and you get to that perspective where you can see things from a broader perspective and you can multitask and you can know what's going on. When you're in your body and you go into your body and you go into that beingness, you'll be able to tell if that energy is you or the energy is not you. But just being in, in that place that we were just in a few minutes ago where we put our attention at the base of our spine and lower. Wow. That's such good advice. It really does start with knowing yourself, knowing your emotions, knowing your feelings and understanding, you know, how you're feeling in every moment, which goes back to present minded awareness. And that happens when you're in your body. The thing is, is that we have a habit of being in our head and we get disconnected and then we don't know who we are. We've lost our purpose and we don't know how to find that again. And then we, you know, look for programs, say, how do I find my purpose? You know, it really, you don't need to do all that. You just need to get into the body. And then the purpose isn't a thought. So if you're going into your head to find that purpose, it's not located there. So you're like looking into a filing cabinet that doesn't have the answer. But if you get into your body, a purpose is actually a feeling. So when you get into your body and you feel that purpose, that's when you start to know who you are. So it's not about taking a bunch of classes to figure that out. It's really about getting out of your head, back into your body, and just connecting with yourself and knowing that you're you. And you'll start to realize more about yourself very, very quickly. And this is not meditation. This is getting into the body, connecting to yourself, and being in the beingness and that's where the power is. Can you tell listeners where to find more about you? Sure. Um, you can go to a quantumhealingcenter.com. And my, that's my website. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Just type in Joshua Bloom. <laughs> it's really easy to find me there. And um, I do have a free gift to give. Oh, to tell. This, this gift is called Overwhelm Be Gone. And you can just go to overwhelmbegone.com forward slash enlightened empath. That's overwhelmbegone.com forward slash enlightened empaths. And when you go there, you're going to see a program called Let Go of Overload and Overwhelm, Whole Body Transformation Experience for Empaths and Intuitives. And so this is really great. If you're an empath and you're, you know, picking up other people's stuff, this will quickly eliminate all of that stuff in just this one exercise. So it's a nice thing to do before going to bed, for example, because you can go to bed clear. It's a nice thing to wake up to as well, because, you know, empaths, we pick up things when we're sleeping and, you know, our dreams and all sorts of things come into play. The spirit world comes in many times when we're sleeping, we don't even know it. Um, when we're so when we're sensitive like this and we pick these things up, we don't even know it's happening until it it builds so big then we start to notice it. So you don't have to you don't have to get to that point. Just simply um, let go of overload and overwhelm with this audio. It's a free audio. It's really really powerful. It will change your life just to do it once. That is wonderful. Thank you for offering that. So that's overwhelm.com. It's overwhelm be gone. 
be gone. <laughs> oh, I was forgetting. Okay. Overwhelmbegone.com forward slash enlightened empaths. You got it. All right. We will put that in the show notes and on our Facebook page. Thank you so much, Joshua, for coming on the show today and, and sharing your knowledge and your enthusiasm with us. We really appreciate it. Your energy for both of you is just so beautiful. And just being here in your presence has been just an, uh, just an honor. Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Yes, we feel the same. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Thank you. And everybody, we hope you enjoyed meeting Joshua. We'll put his website and his free gift links in the show notes and on our Facebook page so you can check out more about his wonderful work. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.